0: Okay, so, okay, Parshas Re'eh, Parshas Re'eh, um, again, before we start, again, a shout out to everybody supporting this year on uh, Patreon.com, and um, very much, very, very much appreciated. Parshas Re'eh um, begins a shift, a shift in Sefer Dvarim towards more uh, halachos. some repeated, some new, um, there's still, as you'll see quite a lot of Moshe speaking and trying to inspire, etc. Um, but there is a shift, uh, which we will find in the next Parshios, next week. Shoftim, Kiseitze, has the most mitzvot in the Chumash, uh, Kisovo as well. So it definitely is a bit of a shift. Uh, Moshe has been kind of like referencing the history of Ben Shoft for the last three Parshios. Now he kind of starts lining up some other... Uh, some other word So let's just run through the through the parsha quickly and then we'll talk about a couple of things. First thing Moshe says is he lines up a blessing and a curse around Mishra, Right? He says, He So check it out. I'm giving you a bracha, a cur- a blessing, and a klala and a curse. Right, the bracha, if you listen to the mitzvos and the curse, if you don't listen to the mitzvos, as you might expect. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, he says you should they should re- explore these curses on Har Grizim and Har Eval, that's what Yoshua did, certainly uh, once they got into Eretz Yisrael. Um, Moshe continues with the commandment to destroy all their Yisrael when they get into Eretz uh, he explains that they shouldn't have like, individual Mizbeachs all over the place. Rather, they should establish a central place for, to bring the Korbanos, i.e. the Mishkan, the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, he points out you should only eat certain Korbanos in Yerushalayim. Uh, he said, on the flip side, it is Mozart to eat meat outside of Yerushalayim. If it's not a Korban, you're allowed to just check, you know, and eat whatever you want. Uh, another uh, reminder not to copy all the rituals and the Vodah of the Seven Nations in Eretz Canaan. Uh, don't listen to a false prophet. Uh, along the same lines, he says, you shouldn't listen to a mesist, which is someone who is trying to seduce other people to worship Avodah Zarah. And then he continues along the same lines and says that if an entire city called an iranid Dachas, really a majority of that city, uh, is worshipping Avodah Zarah, the halachos are that they have to be destroyed and all the property has to be uh, destroyed as well. Uh, There's a review of the halachos of Kashrus. And then he gets into the halachos of Meiser, uh, a little bit of Shemitah, he talks about Shemitah, which is obviously Shaykh nowadays with with forgiving of loans, cancellation of loans at the end of Shemitah, which is coming up in a month. Um, and then he finishes off with the obligation to give tzedakah, to be kind to people who are down, people who are poor. He goes over the halachos of a Jewish slave, uh, talks about the firstborn, cattle, sheep, given to uh, Gash Baruch Hu, given to the Kohen. Uh, and finally finishes off with uh, the reminder of an Aliyah uh lists off for the holidays, the Omtif. Uh, you know, that's why this is a, a lot of the Kriyas of Torah we have on the Chagim is from the end of Parshah Re, Right, the obligations come to Yushalayim with Torah Korbanos, etc. So a lot going on in the Parsha. Obviously, we're not going to hit all of it Especially since really we could spend the next, you know, half an hour talking about just the first pasuk. Uh, the first puzzle has a ton of Musar type and uh, inspirational Torah written about it uh, We're going to focus on, you know, one or two or three aspects of it and then we'll kind of see what, if there's time for we definitely will have time, but we'll t- talk about a couple other things. So first pause just to recap. Ree Hayom Klola. check it out. See, look, and you could spend the time about why Moshe uses the language of seeing as opposed to hearing. Right? Sometimes we have Shmaisra, sometimes we have R'a, see. Okay, whatever, we're not gonna not gonna mention that right now, just if you're curious about looking into other things. Re Hayom Klala. Check it out. I'm giving you in front of you, I'm placing this in front of you today, a blessing and a curse. What's the bracha? The bracha is if when you listen to the mitzvos of Hashem, that I'm placing, I'm commanding you today. If you don't listen to the mitzvahs, and you stray from the path, Hayom, which I am commanding you today, to go after false gods. So one thing that the Nisibas Shalom points out. Uh, and others have noticed, obviously, as well, it says uh, strange emphasis on Hayom, on today. Moshe says, check it out, I'm giving you a bracha and a klala today. The bracha is that if you listen to the mitzvahs, I'm commanding you today. And the curse is if you don't listen to the mitzvahs, I'm commanding you today. And what's going on with this emphasis on Hayom? It says it three times in the first three b'sukim. So, you see the Sholem explains. They asked the Rebbe of Kavrin, what the most important halacha is for a person to fulfill. Tells a story, you see the Shalom Selonim Rebbe explains, tells a story, they asked him once, right? They asked the Rebbe of Kavrin, what's the most, what should I focus on? If I have one mitzvah, what should I do? So they expected him to say Shabbos, kashras, Taras Meshpacha, all that type of stuff. You know what he said? Whatever halacha you're faced with right now. Today, Hayom, that's the most important halacha. Shabbos, that's in two days from now. Like Kashris, we're not eating right now. Right? But right now, whatever you're up to, right? not, I mean, not like right now in the middle of the shir, but right now, maybe your parents ask for something, or you're studying right now, or you're listening to a shir, whatever it is, someone asks you for a favor. That's the most important halacha, And that is the secret to Moshe's shmuz at the beginning of this 6th parsha. You know what's the key to everything? You know what's the curse and the blessing in life? To be focused on the here and now. Right? The brach and klal in your life is to be present. Not to be thinking about what's coming in a week from now, not to be stressing about what happened two years ago, focusing on the task at hand and going from task to task and thereby accomplishing. You know how many people are paralyzed because they're too nervous about what will be and what won't be and what was and what could have been? There's only one thing in this world that you can control and that's what's right in front of you right now. What's coming tomorrow, nobody knows. If you have an opportunity to do chesed, let to do a mitzvah to learn some Torah right now so take advantage and be present don't be worrying about other things don't be checking your phone right don't how many people spend their lives right nowadays it's crazy someone showed me a picture the other day of, uh, of I don't like golf so much I used to love playing golf but I don't follow golf someone sent me a picture two side-by-side pictures of uh, I forget some golfer whatever it was and maybe Tiger Woods and the picture nowadays every single person it was, about the, it was right before he was going to hit a shot. So every single person had their phone out. And they were videoing. Versus a picture of, let's say, I don't know, 50, 10 years ago, and nobody had their phone out. Right? You know how many people spend their lives videoing the present on their phones, taking videos that they will never watch? Be present. Be focused on Hayom, on what's happening right now, and let it affect you. And again, this is not even a Jewish concept. Right? If you pay attention to all like, the inspiring LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok stuff, right, that's all over the place. All these inspirational speakers are focusing on, talking about focusing on the present, right? just because I'm a sports guy. So Russell Wilson is a quarterback. And he plays in Denver now, whatever. he was playing on the Seahawks. So he gave a TED Talk just before Corona about what he called neutral thinking which allowed him to focus, or was something he had studied and something he had worked on, which allowed him to focus on in pressure situations right, by staying focused in the present and not worrying about what happened yesterday or what might happen in the next play, focusing on what's going on right now. Says in the Sila Shalom, that's Moses, Moshe's message. The blessing I'm going to give you is that what you can accomplish in life can only be accomplished right now. And the curse is, if you don't focus on right now, you'll be paralyzed for life. Right? You're worried about what will happen in the future, etc. So, again, just any project is, that's worth anything, right? Any long-term project, right, N- anything you can think of, right, is filled with a million little steps. And if those little steps don't get done because you're too busy worrying about the later steps, you never get to the later steps, right? Novelists don't write novels in a the day. They spend hundreds of one-hour writing slots creating a story. Movies aren't shot in a day. Every single shot takes hours, right? If you're going to worry about post-production while you're filming the first scene of a movie, you'll never get there. Right now, yeah, now obviously, of course, you can't be blind to what might come. I'm not, like, I'm not saying you should you know, eat tons of chocolate and soda the day before a marathon and, and because you're focusing on the here and now and this is what will make me feel good now and who cares about tomorrow? No, obviously, that's not what we're saying. Obviously, a person should think ahead, plan ahead, but that's it, you should only think. Right? Don't stress, don't worry about what you can't control right now. Stay focused on what you're doing at the moment because that's what you accomplish. Right? You don't become a tzaddik or in a day. Right, You don't learn shahs in an hour. You don't become a doctor and a lawyer in a day. Right? It's thousands of one-minute slots. Right? if you never fo- Let's just take studying. You guys are just starting college. If you never focus on what you're studying at the moment, right, you'll never get to where you know all the stuff for the test. You have to focus on what you're doing. You can't like you know be distracted by other things. So that's the bracha and the klav that Moshe is telling on. Um, that's what the Torah is focusing on when it says the word hayom three times. Uh, it says in the Sid the Shalom. See the Shalom says further, another Pshat in Hayom. What's the what's the Pshat of Hayom? He says very often the what the Itzahara will do is that you guys ex- have experienced this, I'm sure. When you get a burst of inspiration, right? So what is the first thing Yitzahara does? He doesn't start like being like, oh, that's stupid, don't do that. Because you're inspired, you're feeling it. Right, you're ready to roll. So he doesn't do that. What does he do? The first thing he does is, mm, don't do it right now. Just, Great, amazing. You're so you're so inspiring. You're so firm. Just do it later, right? It's hard to tell you not to do it. He just tells you to do it later. And then all of a sudden, this comes up and that comes up. And all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't happen. He says, Moshe, no, no, no. Do it Hayom. Right. The bracha is to do it today. If you have a mitzvah, you have inspiration. I do it right now. Do not delay. And as, again, I've mentioned this story before. That uh, maybe a year ago, one of the people down on the block, right, Rachman lost his father, and I just pushed off paying a shiva call until it was too late. I literally missed it. I just I was I lived on the block. I literally walk could have walked down three buildings and done the mitzvah. But I was I had this and I had that and okay. And all of a sudden it was you know Tuesday morning and he was getting up and I, and I missed it. When you feel an inspiration to do something, don't delay as Nazi Shalom says, right, right? Right? The the strength of the holiness, the Kok of holiness, right, gets weaker until it disappears completely. So the bracha is that if you if you get the if you do it right away, so then you'll get the bracha. The, the curse is that this inspiration, this kocha dissipates and the holiness ebbs away. So it's crucial to grab onto Hayum, grab onto the moments of inspiration today and don't put off any good deeds, any inspiration that you're presented with. Right? Again, and I don't need to quote all that. I will quote a bunch of Chazals, but there are many, many ch- statements in Chazal that say like this, right? The and Shmos, Mitzvah hal yom cha atach mitzvah don't let any mitzvah become chametz become right chametz takes 18 minutes to rise right don't let it become chametz don't don't delay gamar nozer dakhav gamar olam yaktim adam la mitzvah. person should always get up and go do a mitzvah so psach davdalet the reason my kavanotos Brachos davav that all of your ot adam la dvormitzvah avil beshabis person should always run to do mitzvos before you think I'm a great talmid chacham these are all quoted in the Peric Zion of Maseil Yissharim, the Paragon Zerizus. As if you guys have been uh, with us for Maseil Yissharim, Zerizus tells us to get up and do mitzvahs and don't delay. And certainly nowadays, with all the distractions available to us, right, this mitzvah of Zerizus that we've been talking about right is crucial to obtain. I would argue that most people nowadays who do not accomplish accomplish spiritually as much as other people. Again, let's say if you have a group of 10 friends, but right, the, the three people in the group who do not accomplish as much spiritually as everybody else, I would argue that they're not necessarily less righteous than their friends. Right? They're not necessarily less firm as their friends. They're just slightly lazier. They're a bit more distracted by their phones or laptops or video games or their studying or whatever. So they end up, they skip this learning session, they come late for that davening, they don't go to shul this day, and all of a sudden... It's been a month and a half, two months, you haven't been to Shul and Shavis, and now you're embarrassed to go back because people are going to say, where have you been, Etc. Yeah, you're not, it's interesting. You missed this year, you missed that year. What's the rabbi going to think? Eh, you start making excuses, right? And then all of a sudden, you're someone who hasn't gone to Shul all year, right? And then you're just this type of person, you know, yeah, you know what, I don't go to Shul. Right? How did that? Ha- how does that happen? It happens slowly because you just, I'm not, kind of not in the mood. The Yitzhah doesn't get you to fall off immediately. It's a progression, right? And a person has to guard themselves all the time. Right? Because if you let your guard down, right, so then even for a few days, so then it's much, much, much harder to climb out of it. And this is such a bigger muster coming at the beginning of Kodesh Elul. Elul starts on Sunday. Right, how many of us at the beginning of Elul Right, we're all inspired. Certainly, the girls who have been back for a year, but even if you've just gone back, you'll see. And while you and Turo talk about Elo, all the Shirim, right, Inspir- inspiring and in Shul, right, Rosh Chodesh Elo, we're ready to roll. Tshuva, okay, here we go. How many of us it happens so often, turn around and all of a sudden it's like erev Rosh Hashanah, like you haven't done a single thing, right? or you get to like the Al on Yom Kippur without having prepped for a minute. Right, where did all that inspiration go? Like, wasn't it Rosh Chodesh Elo? Yeah, forty days ago. Right, and if you wait, if you wait and you let it slip, and all of a sudden you just, you know, you got caught up in the beginning of college, or the beginning of this, or the beginning of that, and all of a sudden you're standing in the Elo without having done a single thing, right, for tshuva. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, right? At the moment of inspiration, hayo, do it today, don't waste. If you want to go to this year, you want to go to that class, you want to do this mitzvah, give that sadaqah, don't put it off. Right. Today there's a bracha and a klala. It's right here. It's right now. Right? That's the. That's what it's at stake. If you push it off, there'll be a klala. If you do it today, it's a. It's a tremendous bracha. Right? You have two choices. Right? And uh, and and choose one way, uh, or another. Okay. Um, I wanted to spend one minute talking about the klala, even though that's not the most pleasant uh, things to talk about. But you'll see that I think at least it's it's a little bit inspiring. Um, and uh, I saw in the Esh Kodesh, the Piazzatana Rebbe, again, the Piazzatana Rebbe was murdered in the Holocaust. Uh, he wrote the Esh in the Warsaw Ghetto, or he gave the Shurim over, probably wrote it down. I, I don't remember. there are different legends. They found the papers, whatever it was. Okay, Taklas. He, he, he gave the Shurim over, or he wrote down these different Torah in, in the Warsaw Ghetto, mamish, in the middle of the Holocaust. So he has an unbelievable few paragraphs, just a few. Right, about uh, this first pasuk again again he says that behold i'm giving you a bracha and a klala bracha you listen to this host? A klala if you don't so the pss the rebbe says that we have to realize that everything's from akosh baruchu right? everything's from hashem bracha and klala everything hashem doesn't do anything without any reason or logic for example right? and, and hashem has told us his ways right through the torah for example we know there's something called mida kneged mida right when akosh baruchu pays back a person according to their midas uh, according to their actions, etc. As an aside, right? River Victor Miller very often uh, is quoted as saying that uh, he gets very frustrated when people talk about the Holocaust, as if like we don't understand God's ways, as if God obscured Himself randomly and decided to be cruel for for no reason whatsoever. And it's not a schmooze with the Holocaust, and maybe we'll talk about when when we get to when we get to the, Torah, when the, when get to the Torah, um and uh, I don't know. We'll see if I'm inclined to put such things on a recording. But uh, basically, what Victor Miller points out. He says, "No, a kohshbor who showed us." He gave us the torah he explained to us as best as you know we're able to understand how he acts sometimes If you read the Torah, a lot of the holocaust stuff is in there um but it, so basically one of the things is very simply that if a person does mitzvah he'll be blessed and if he does a has to show on the opposite again moshe is very clear at the beginning of the parsha it says it straight out I, you know this is not the, we're not trying to sugarcoat it uh, and it's one of the animamins right i think it's number 10 11 something like that animamin bimunashlema Right, I believe, right? Shabori is Barak Shama Kash Barhu Gomel Tov Lamisha Yismo mitzvosov, it will do good for the those who keep the mitzos, viyanish lamisha yavral mitzvosov, and will punish someone who does not keep the mitzvos. So this is again this is um this is Pashabsha, the first fruit right, in the parsha. Says the Skodesh both the Bracha and the klala are a tremendous simcha. Right? Not only when we receive the reward, but also when we receive the punishment. And again, think about this. He's saying this in the Warsaw Ghetto. I can't even imagine. But it says, it says, the Balatanya writes, that at the moment of Yisurim, when a people are being, not usur, Yisurim, but Yisurim, with a Yud, right? when a person is being afflicted, when a, at that moment, when a person is suffering, a person recognizes their sins, says the Balatanya. Because everybody deep in their hearts, truly understands their own failings. I'll give you a perfect example. Two days ago, I went out for a run, and on my way back, I tripped over a piece of construction lying on the floor, lying on Confei. I didn't see it, it was at night. It was it was lying down, right just after like uh, a step down into the street. I, it was like I slid into second base, except there was no dirt and there was no base. It was just rocks, and, and uh, I guess there was dirt. But rocks and concrete and I'm bleeding all over my arms and bruised up my knee, blood everywhere. It wasn't pretty. But immediately I realized that I had messed up a couple of things. First of all, I had been lax in wearing tzitzes. I had left my house about 20 minutes before sundown. Mitzvah of tzitzis is to wear, you got to wear tzitzes during the day. I have running tzitzis. I should There's no reason for me not to wear it. Okay, so the sun was going down. I just didn't put it on. Okay, that's A. B, I really should have ca- caught up on the dafiomi I was a little bit behind the Duffy. I mean, I should have caught off, but I had chosen to go out and run. And third, I had chosen to listen to music instead of listening to the shit I usually listen listening to. The next morning, I realized this, one of the scrapes right where I put my thrilling on. I, man, if you, I don't know, I would imagine you ladies have never wrapped uh, strips, straps of leather around fresh, open skin. It is not fun. And I immediately remembered that I was on schedule. I've been scheduled to check my tefillin. You should really check your tefillin either twice, really the like chachila twice every seven years. And I'm, I'm scheduled to check it, and I haven't checked it yet. So, when you very clearly, a person is very able to figure out their own failings. But watch this, says the Pizza Nareba in Balatania. It's so true. When a person sees that a kashbar who punishes a person for their failings, you don't get upset. When, when you really understand that you deserve that type of punishment, you gain an imbunu Right? You realize that Akash kodesh is the true dain and the true shofet, and you get chizik. Why? Because if you got punished for this, right, you'll certainly get rewarded for all the mitzvahs that you do, right? And and, and not only that, we see that the usually we see Yisudim, we see affliction, we see pain and suffering as what we call hester punim, that Hashem is hiding His face from us. Right? That's what we usually say, right, when there's, when there's pain and suffering, Hashem is hiding his face. But when you do a little bit of Chesh Nefesh, says the Piyazetz Rebbe, in the Warsaw Ghetto, you see that the opposite is true. Right? Really, Hashem is out in the open. right? He's showing himself to be... right. He, Akash Baruch Hu deals with the world, sometimes with Rachamim, sometimes with Din, and when Akash Baruch Hu judges, and we realize that we have been lax in a certain area, and he gives us a punishment in that area, it increases our awareness of Akash Baruch Hu. It doesn't hide him, it increases our awareness. Right, a person eats treif, you deserve the canker sore. If a person gets a canker sore, like, right afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what, that probably wasn't as kosher as it should have been. And then you realize that, and again, you realize that a Baruch Hu is really amohi, a, 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 Imo Anochi Bitzara, that's a piece, that's in the Rebbe Quotes, and then Akash is imo anohi I am with you in your pain, Akash is saying, or he is with us. Akash is Kivyachal, suffering with us. He's not hiding at all, he's really, really out in the open again imagine I can't, I can't get over that he's saying this in the warsaw ghetto right, with those pictures in my mind but this says is a crucial understanding before you begin with chodesh el because in chodesh of and he doesn't say this in so many words but it, we kind of like uh, to elaborate a little bit in chodesh of right what's the purpose of having of right before el right? I don't know, not so many people talk about this but chodesh of you see the disaster and the response of the, the result of sins right but israel sinned they got kicked out of their their land and they tremendous suffering that's the whole chodesh Av, or not the whole chodesh Av, up until tisha it gets happier or whatever but right after that we have chodesh elo why because we see the yisurim and now we realize that akash park was closer than ever Right? Now, Chodesh Elul, you're ready for Anila Dodi V'dodi Li. Chodesh Baruch Hu is close to us. Right? ha Basada, the king is in the field. That's Chodesh Elul, that Akash Baruch Hu is closer to us than ever. Uh, and call out to Akash Baruch Hu when he's here. So after the surim, says the Pesan Sareb, you can realize the closeness of Chodesh Baruch Hu, uh, and, and then you can also gain a tremendous chizuk from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from hearing that, um, or from understanding that, and truly internalizing that. Um, okay. The... Uh, Tzedakah. You We can't talk about Parshas A without talking about Sdaka. Um, there are so many psukim. Oh man, my battery, my computer is about to die. One second. I'm going to charge this. Hold on. I apologize. Sorry about that. Um, Didn't want to cut off in the middle. So, tzedakah. You can't talk about Parshas for A without talking about tzedakah. There are tons of psukim uh, that talk about tzedakah, not only the halakhos, but also the ashkafa uh, behind it. So many psukim. For example, Dvarim Parites Vav Fosak Yud. Yeah. It says, so Titain Lo. Right, you should give tzedakah, or give help to your friend. Right, and shouldn't feel bad in your heart when you give him. Because, because of this, Hashem will bless you in everything that you do. Now, there's an unbelievable language in the Sefer Achinuch, right, talking about the Mitzvah of Again, just to paraphrase, Just uh let's see if I can get the language over here. It's quoted in, uh, in Melech's uh, Bera Parsha. He says like this, yeah, unbelievable. He says, Al tach shov, don't think. Uh, oh no, this is early. Oh, this is later. We'll quote this in a minute. I, t- I take it back. Um, this is one second. Sorry, my apologies. I am in a wrong page. Ah, very good. Okay, let's just let's just paraphrase because it actually is a little bit longer than right? that 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 little paragraph I'm going to quote later. Um, let's just paraphrase here. Uh, the chinuch says anyone who understands the ways of the Torah, right, and even begins to understand its values. Right, so it knows clearly that someone, that type of person knows that someone who spends their money donating to certain things, spreads their money around, giving to other people, right, will be given more. And a person who gives tzedakah will inherently be giving more because that's the way of the Torah. Because the Koshbar who judges a person based on their actions, like we said before, mida can I give midah? Right? He sustains them with his blessings according to how a person, uh, how close a person is to, to that midah. So when a person who is comes uh, when a person is miserly, so that puts up uh, an iron wall between him and, Akash Baruchu and a kosh and the bracha of parnasa and the Shefa, that Hashem is trying to rain down. The mitzvah of giving, says the Chinuch, is an essential part of the bracha, of getting, again, Hatzlacha, and Shefa, and parnasa etc. Uh, so someone who acts in this way is simply included in the bracha that Akash Baruch rains down, right? We've talked about how giving creates a love between people, right? We talked about, uh, right, of Dessler's famous for, for explaining that, Um that ava is is the word the two letter, middle letters of the word is hav hey base which means to give in Aramaic that giving leads to love but giving also leads to more receiving as we'll explain in a second there is a fascinating double language all throughout the parshas of stuka one the one we just quoted here is nason titain is that nason titain lo instead of just saying titain lo Tain lo give him it says nason titain lo it says it twice. What well, Basically, what the Pesach is saying is, I'm giving to you so you can give to him, says the Qashbaruch. Right, I'm giving you money so you can give to the poor people. Right? Don't feel bad in your heart because that's exactly why Qashbaruch will bless you. Right? There's a beautiful ma- mashal of the Noam Eliezer. Not the Noam Eliezer, but the Noam Eliezer, that the Melech quotes. To someone who's se- serving a big table. That's right. Let's say, imagine some wealthy guy has got 10 people around the table. And uh, the host puts down a big plate of food in front of one guy. He's not giving it to the one guy. Right? He's obviously intending for the guy to distribute the food to someone else. It says in Oma Eliezer, that's how we have to look at our our wealth, our riches, our blessings. Right? And and even better with that muscle who who in their right mind is keeping that entire plate of food? Right? There's food for ten, there are ten pieces of food, right? You're sitting there at the table and you start gobbling down all 10 pieces like what, what kind of chutzpah <laughs> what does that mean well that, that of course that person is not supposed to eat all of it that's how we need to view our wealth right everyone on their own level but that's how we have to view uh, our own wealth another example of the double law is, is, aser aser is called it says mitzvah of miser doesn't say aser take miser it says aser tasser it says definitely take miser it's the gemara and stuff test. Refraining from saying that it's famous because maybe not everybody has heard of it, but it, pretty well known. dorosh or the Gemara in Davtes and aser bishvil asher, give give ten percent in order that you will become rich. That's the double language of aser Taser. Ta it says the Gemara based on the pasuk of Malachi, a person is never allowed to test the kashporechu except for this. Right there's there's a lot of source where we are promised reward. Right, honor your famously. Right, I said it again. I apologize. Honor your parents. Right, keep it out of the aim. So you will get a long life. Right, a person's not allowed to test the Baruch Hu with that. The only thing you are allowed to test that with Baruch Hu for is this. It's based on a pasuk of Malachi. Pasuk Malachi says, "Hevihu es kol miser. el otsar." Right, bring all your maaser. Uh, I'm sorry. and you can test me with this. Amar Hashem kilo dai. Right, I'm gonna for sure open up the brachos, the up the wellsprings of of, uh, of the sky, and I'll get you bracha until you say say enough. Right, we are allowed to test the kashbaru based on our, our meiser. Remeleh Kotzev shimon shkarp and shari yosher says, why is this? Why does giving tzedakah lead to wealth, and why is wealth dependent on giving meiser? It seems the opposite. It seems like you get $100 and you give 10 away, so now you're less wealthy. Right? So why does that then lead to more bracha? So Rishim R- says in Yosha in, in Hagdama, unbelievable, great marshal, perfect marshal. It's like a king who puts someone in charge of a small part of his treasury. Right? If that guy takes good care of the money, right, does with it what the king wants, and manages that money well, so what happens? Guy gets promoted and he starts taking care of a bit more of the king's treasury. Right, and so forth and so on. Right, The guy is managing the king's money exactly how the king wants it. So the king's going to give him more of it. So that's the same thing with us. Right, the Kosh Baruch gives us money so we can live a Jewish lifestyle. And part of that is that we should be able to distribute it to others. Right, and give tzedakah. And not necessarily right, hoard all our money for, for our own types of things. Yes, we, again, we talked about it last week. Our own list definitely earns us that money. But... That money is coming from a kashbarchu. The bracha is coming from a kashbarchu, and what he wants is for us to spread it around. Right? We are his shaliach to take care of his parnasa and to help other people. Right? Pusik says there in, in this week's parasha, that unfortunately, right, there'll still there will always be poor people. Right? There will always be people to help out, and it's our job, the people who are blessed, to have enough money to to spread it around uh, to give it out. Furthermore, the Torah says in this week's parasha, for this thing for forgiving Taka Hashem will bless you. Therefore I'm commanding you about this mitzvah, Laymour to say Pasokh again in double language, open up your hand to your brother. Says Ruzhin Rebbe. That's right, Rajin, right? Rujina Rebbe, I right? like always oh, like doing that. Um from the R from Rubedah, Rujin Rebbe. He says, What's Lamor? There's an extra Pasuk over there. There's an extra word in that Pasuk. It says, It says, Therefore I'm commanding you to say, or saying, as they transform, lay more, right? translate, Lay right? translate, lay Open up your hand to your brother. Why didn't it just say, I'm commanding you to open up your hand to your brother? Why does it say, right? Therefore I'm commanding you to open up your hand. I'm saying that right? you have to open up your hand. So it says the Rebbe, Someone who gives uh, uh, oh he quotes a Kumar above Basra gemara above Basra, that test he says someone who gives a penny to a poor person he gets six brachos but someone who is mefiso b'dvarim someone who makes him feel better as well gets eleven he says that's what it means fascinating voice that not only are we commanded to give tzedakah monetarily but we're also commanded to give tzedakah emotionally and mentally. And if the poor person is embarrassed to ask for a for example, it's our, our job to speak to them and make them feel better right? with a smile, a word of encouragement. My wife is amazing at this, if I may just say so. She, uh, every time someone comes to the door, she offers them water, iced tea. Do you want something to eat, something to drink, a snack for the kids? She's much better at that than I am. I'm kind of like handing them five shekel and closing the door on their face. But that's Lamor. That's fulfilling this concept of Lamor to say to them, right? Not only pasok talk is. It, we'll say in a second, but right? to open up. Your hand, it says in two ways, with the giving of the money, and through and through speaking to them and being nice to them. Kliyaka writes this as well. It says, This is the point of the double language throughout the entire parasha. Right? We mentioned Nason Titain, right? Give so that you shall give. Aser ta right? We mentioned that. Pazik also says kivarech, varakha. Hashem will bless you doubly, right? Bless twice, right? That's the same word blessing twice. Right? The reward is double. Right, we said, we just said now. Pasach Tiftach, open up your hand. Right, the, the says the dual language is for both the giving and the speaking. Right, both give them tzedakah and speak to them and, and say nice things. The monetary support and the emotional support, and then the bracha will be double, double as well. Right, the Pasach Tiftach, open your hand and open your hearts. The Chinuch writes this as well, and this is the language I wanted to quote before. It's fascinating, fascinating language of the Chinuch. He says, "Atabani, my son." Don't think that staka is limited to giving a poor person who doesn't have bread and clothing. I feel like we do that a lot. I definitely do that. That that I think like the mitzvah staka is to give these poor people, homeless people living on the street, right, making sure they have enough money to buy bread and like whatever it is. It says no. Because the Torah shows that a person should also right, do Chesed. And the Torah commanded us to to do what people need, what what other Jews need, and, and, and regardless of what what you know what it is, whatever we can contribute. Um, Bottom line, I'm just again reading the chinuch. Anybody who benefits his friend, bein whether it's money, bein whether it's food, bein with any other type of his needs, oh, tovim, even through speech, through nice words, through consolation, etc. This is included in mitzvah in, in, in the mitzvah of ba'od, and his schar is. Tremendous. So, Hashem wants us to give to all Jews, whether it be money or food or other types of needs, other types of gifts, right? just because poor people, again, you guys probably don't have poor people coming to your door three, four, five times a week. Right? Just because you don't have that, it right, doesn't mean you can't give stuck all the time. Tzedakah starts at home. Chesed starts at home. Right? It continues with friends and family. Right? You may know people who are very wealthy monetarily, but other types of tzedakah. Right? Maybe mentally or emotionally, they may be lacking in other areas. Maybe we call that, as the chinuch says, maybe some people call that chesed, gemilas chesed. But okay, fine, it's the same thing. Right, give to them as much uh, as you can. Right, again, it's not only right the dollar handouts that stuck is about. It's also about helping out your friends, right, in other ways, in, in, in other with kind words, etc. Finally, one more puzzle. Again, pasuk to tachis yad ha'choloh. finishes off and says, "Day machzoroh, asher yechzar lo." You have to give him day enough machzor machzoroh, what he's missing, asher yechzar lo, whatever whatever he is missing. Kamar and Ksuvas and Daf Sarev We get to it in the Daf Yomi. Says, what does that mean? That means even if a person is wealthy. And he was used to riding around with a horse and a crier, right? Again, some people had servants announcing their presence coming, right? right? Crying out that, hey, this guy is coming. Even if a person is used to that type of wealth, so that's what you have to support and give him. Come on, I tell story about Hillel Zuckin, who took a rich man who had fallen on tough times, bought him a horse, bought him a runner, bought him a crier. A couple of times, you couldn't find a crier to a guy to run ahead and couldn't find a guy to rent out. So he did it himself. Cesar Chaim Shmuel Levitz. That's Asser, right? A king is not allowed to be mokal in his kavod. And Hill Azokain was one of the nasiim. he was a Nasi, he was one of the Gedolim. It's usser for a Rav of at that, at that stature to belittle himself. Right? It's, not, it's not an issue of like, I'm not interested in the kavod, it's because Jews need to look up and see a Rav, a Nasi, uh, a king and appreciate, it's like the office. You can't, you can't de- de- denigrate the office so how could he have done that how could he have run before this guy like a simple e there's only one thing that could have obligated this Hill per- or, or made him do this and that's sokanuss right there's an obligation says unbelievable it's an obligation to to get in touch with your friend's feelings or your your Jews, a co, a fellow Jews' feelings, mm-hmm. to really empathize with the other person, understand what they're going through. Hill understood that this guy, apparently, says Ruchayim, must be, because there'd be no other way that it'll be Mithra for him to do this. Hill Azarkin understood that this guy had become so desolate, so depressed by his livelihood falling apart, that it was pikuach nefesh. So Hillel felt obligated to run before him to get on a horse and cry out just to make sure this guy didn't get depressed, to keep this guy, to make sure this guy kept his head up, I right? didn't feel downtrodden, etc. Where does the Torah discuss mental health? There you go. Right? There are other places, but that's an example. Mental health, and now people think mental health nowadays is all the rage. No, it's a real thing. We are commanded to relate to our fellow Jews, right? Not only for their material, monetary needs, but right? Also their mental, emotional needs as well. So just before Chodesh Elul again you know you guys aren't really so much in the partial stuck in meister maybe some of you started working right maybe some of you guys are you know maybe getting some money or whatever so you but you will be soon it's a shop right you're a first year second year third year out into college it's not so far off you'll be pulling in a salary right again let think about right so, so that already maybe you're not so shy too but we're all definitely shy right to our friends Mental health, emotional stability, right? Definitely take that to, into consideration. Uh, we all have a lot to work on. Chodesh Elul is Sunday. But I would argue the mitzvahs ben Adon Khavero are supremely important. Right? We know Chazal tell us that Yom Kippur atones for the mitzvahs ben as I'm sure you'll be starting to hear about soon, but it does not help for the mitzvahs ben Khavero. What did I say? I said it wrong. No, Yom Kippur helps for ben adam L'makom. What did I say? I don't remember. Anyway, Yom Kippur helps for ben adam L'makom, but it doesn't help for ben adam Khavero. So let's do as much on as we can. Let's go into a filling, fulfilling the puzzle. Again, this week's parsha. Again, a double lashon. That when we're merciful, Akash Baruch gives mercy back to us. If we have mercy on others and we have rachimim on our fellows and we kind of uh, help them out, so Hashem Akash Baruch will do the same for us. Amen, uh, Kinyi Have a great, great Shabbos and happy Rosh Chodesh which is a women's holiday as well. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Mitz Hashem.